sports fans, and thank you for listening to State of My Sports, where we talk about State of Michigan sports and State of Michigan beer. If you aren't following us on social media yet, please do so by searching State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. For even more content, check out our website, stateofmisports.com. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Sicilianos Market helps us pick out the best Michigan beers for each and every episode. Also, Caleb from Mech Web Design helped us get our website created. So check out all of our sponsors and let them know that we sent you. Episode 81, we will briefly talk about our college teams, our college football teams, the debacle um, that they went through. The debacles. In this debacles, yes. More than one. Uh, before we get into uh, the Detroit Lions' big win, and we'll lay out a path to the playoffs and preview the matchup against the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> With the NBA draft tomorrow, um, we will talk about some of the Pistons rumors swirling around and discuss what we would like to see happen in the draft and on draft night, I mean, it's not—it's never just the draft in the NBA. There are usually a lot of players moving around, a lot of trades. So uh, we want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to have some fun drafting our most overrated sitcom characters of all time. So if you guys are watching us live, please share yours with us once we get into that segment. We'll make some picks against the spread. And, of course, we will grade some Michigan beers. I am Sam Waltart. With me today, we got Ryan Waltart and Kyle Fossey. We're ready to drink some Michigan beer. We're ready to talk some Michigan sports. We're going to try, at least, to have a good time doing it. Um, thank you guys for listening once again, and thank you guys for watching on, on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're excited to really just talk about sports. I, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, but basketball season, right? Bas- That's what we all yeah. agreed. Kyle, yeah. Time to move that. on. Yeah, we're, we're very close, especially <laughs> with, with our college football teams, which is really where I, I would like to start the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, what did we just say? Basketball, Sam. <laughs> is college basketball even going to start? Next week. Is it really? Well, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Rick Pitino's out there t- trying to Delay turn, turn everybody stuff. away. Yeah, saying we need a. Is he May, really? Yeah, May. Madness. Where is he coaching now? Is he even still coaching, or is he trying to like be? I, a, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Are sure. we going to take advice from a guy who hired like prostitutes for his players and stuff? <laughs> and CAA man, I yeah, think they uh, would probably true. will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they will. Yeah, <laughs> he, did, he did something right, I guess. Right. Um, but let's talk about a little bit about. Let's start with Michigan State. Uh, they lost uh, to now four and zero number nine Indiana. What's their, what's their name? Indiana's Hoosiers. Thank you. Uh, Twenty-four to zero, <laughs> uh, and really just like Michigan, uh, Penix and, and Fry Fogel just killed them. Uh, so Penix went 25-28 for three hundred twenty yards and eleven catches for two hundred yards for Fry Fogel and two touchdowns. Um, one one thing that I thought was was interesting is Michigan State never even reached the thirty-eight yard line. That was where they kind of called it quits. And I really think that's where the the focus needs to be on with Michigan State as the season goes on is. I mean, Rocky Lombardi was absolute garbage once again. That's three out of the four games, I think, that he has been garbage. Heisman it's, candidate against <laughs> right. Michigan. Against play Michigan. Michigan every time, and you never know. <laughs> uh, but what, what were the numbers? His, his numbers were three of seven for 21 yards and two interceptions. Um, they brought in Peyton Thorne. So that was something that we talked about last week, where was how short of a leash was Rocky Lombardi going to have? Well, we learned how short quick, that yeah. leash was going to be um, when they brought in uh, Thorne, who, who went 10 of 20. Uh, 110 yards and interception as well. So I, I think that really just makes. I think that's the only thing we're we're 
worried about right now with Michigan State. It's not about the wins and losses. It's about building a program. And I don't want to overreact and say Mel Tucker's not the guy because he's working with not very much. But when when do you guys think he needs to pull the plug on, not necessarily today, and try, trying to win a game or two in the, in this season and, salvage, and start looking t- to next year and finding the right guy? I mean, wh- what do they have? So they have uh, Noah Kim, who's a true freshman, and then Peyton Thorne, and then was it Theo Day? are three other quarterbacks on top of Rocky Lombardi that everybody's like, you have four quarterbacks to pick from here. Who's going to lead your team into 2021 is I think the decision they have to make here soon. What do you think, Ryan? I mean, I think Rocky Lombardi has shown who he is. I mean, that's, that's what we do know. And I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought Peyton Thorne going out there, um, you know, in the middle of a game is never an easy thing, especially with a deficit like they had. It's the defensive line's just selling out 100% to go get him. And he, he to me, he showed a lot of poise. Yeah. Like just the way he moved around the pocket, it looked natural. He looks athletic. Um, he, he held on to the ball a little bit too long. But but that's what young quarterbacks do. See, there's a difference in my mind with when people talk about development of young quarterbacks. There's a difference in the way they throw the ball or decision-making. Uh, you know, like if, if they're seeing the field, the way they throw the ball versus somebody who just – maybe needs to make quicker decisions. There's a difference in my mind, and from what I saw, very limited, but what I saw from Peyton Thorne, he looked like a legitimate quarterback that should be the one they're grooming for the future. I just I don't see that kind of a, a future with Rocky Lombardi. I don't think anybody does at this point. Um, so pick your guy, and you know he had to beat out these other quarterbacks to be the number two as it is. Yeah. So roll with that for a while. See see if how people react in game situations. But in your opinion, Rocky Lombardi might Done. have worked, but for for a day or two. But at this at this time, Move you got to start looking at twenty twenty one. I didn't you think you I didn't think, think he should have been the starter from day one. I thought they should have gone Peyton Thorne and just kind of thrown him in there and see how he does and let this be a development year to begin with. Yeah, Kyle, you yeah. feel the same way yeah, about move that. Move on. Yeah. yeah. First of all, how how you been, man? It's been a, it's been a while. Good, man. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's did you new, tell man? everyone where I was or not? No, I did not. You want to share uh, with everybody? Or? What What do we do? We added a kid. You did. So that's yep. five now. Yep. <laughs> tax that's, returns. Um, more. Yeah. No tax four. rebate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, not much, man. Work's been crazy, busy. It's good. Um, yeah. Then I had a couple weeks that just didn't work. We had conferences, and then we had what happened last week. Conferences were last week. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. The week before, I had something. So it's just been a yeah. It's just it's been, been busy. A, glad to be back though. Yeah, yeah. We're really glad to have you. everybody bothers. Like we don't get a whole lot of messages or emails yeah. um, for state of my sports, but usually when we do, it's where, where's Kyle been? Where's Kyle? Oh, and I just, just don't. I just don't respond because that, it just hurts. My it's feelings. usually it's usually me asking you, from like burner you, accounts. Like, <laughs> oh, is that? <laughs> you got the Kevin Durant burner. Like Carlos going? Spicy Wiener wants to know where <laughs> Kyle is. Like, like, <laughs> Nobody must be a listener. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's too random to be false. Like that truly is a burner account. <laughs> that was so specific, right? So I, I think we're kind of on the same page here. Where it's pick who you think is going to be your quarterback in 2021, and let him ride the rest of that season out. It's not necessarily about staying relevant in 2020 and not letting the bottom fall out completely. It's about grooming this team to have a leader moving into the next season. What what blows my mind is where Elijah Collins went. That is, yeah. I, he, he was their best player last year on a team that actually had pretty good weapons, yep. and they don't even give him a chance. I don't, I don't know if that's just like a, a coach thing where he got on the bad side. Maybe it's great. Maybe there's just more going on than we know about. I mean, they're college kids, you know? Yeah. But that, that one just, I don't know, that, that really surprised me. 
what I what I do think we what state should be building this off of is they have a they have a tough coach to keep the Michigan State the Spartan way with with just toughness and you know over overplaying their their talent. Yeah, like that's that's their mo. Uh, and then they also have really good skill players at the wide receiver position. I think they're they're pretty deep at that position and they're young. And if they have a quarterback that can that can make great decisions, maybe yeah, maybe yeah, it'll work protect out. Him. Yep. A um, couple things that I thought was was interesting that um, uh, Mel Tucker said. He said nothing set talking about the quarterback. He said nothing is set set in stone uh, with this team, but we will go with the guy that gives us the best chance to win. Um, we will see how this week goes. Uh, I've also heard rumors that Theo Day and Noah Kim are getting uh, some tor- some types of looks. Um, I think Peyton Thorne will be the next guy um, or should get the start. Um, but basically, I mean, he came out with a quote, and I thought this this was absolutely said perfectly by Mel Tucker. He said, compete to play and compete to stay. I, I like think that it. really puts a lot of these guys um, on call. And I think Elijah Collins is a perfect example. Um, maybe he's not competing in practice and going into these games. And, look, you're not just fighting – to get playing time this year, it's you're fighting for your scholarship next year. Otherwise, you, there's the, there's a transfer portal. Did you see what Jared said? No, what did he say? <laughs> this, this ain't no Rocky Balboa movie. Rocky's toast. <laughs> Bring on the young gun. There you go. <laughs> but he asked, would you rather have – which team would you rather have right now, which, Michigan or Michigan State? I would still stick with Michigan personally. I think they're more talented. Team-wise, I, yeah, maybe. I think they're more talented. Yeah. And – and more times than not, I'm going to choose talent, especially in college. I think he's, I think he's getting to the more of a program coaching place, though, right? I mean, if if Harbaugh, if this is his last year, or if he's going to get fired mid year, now you're oh. now, now the unknowns. Michigan State mm. isn't going through that. They just got mm. through that. Yeah, they it, had it, their guy. If that's True. what he's asking, I would much rather know who my co- my coach going to be next year than be in this True. question mark. Mike uh, Hart, 2021. What's going to happen? I don't get that. What um, does that mean? I don't know. Coach. 20, oh, he's coach. talking oh, about coaching. Coach. All right, so yeah, let, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Michigan. Um, they lost to now two and zero, number ten Wisconsin, forty nine to eleven. The numbers were absolutely disgusting, and they're too small even for me to read. Um, but first downs, it was twenty six to ten. Third down efficiency, Wisconsin. I think that says nine or eight of thirteen. Eight of thirteen. Eight of thirteen rushing yards were three hundred and forty one to forty seven. Passing yards one hundred and twenty seven to one hundred and seventy two. That's actually in Michigan's favor, so that was nice. Yeah, four hundred and sixty eight total <laughs> yards to two hundred and nineteen. Um, th- this is absolutely an embarrassing <laughs> we, performance. We won the passing. We won the game. passing <laughs> battle, you guys. Yes. Keep, right? Keep Joe uh, Milton. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's start with Joe Milton. So he went 9 of uh, 19, 98 yards, two interceptions. Um, he did get pulled for uh, McNamara, who went 4 of 7 for 74 yards. There you go. One top touchdown. From what I'm hearing, it's an open competition. And that is – Harbaugh said it today. Ve- yeah, that's yeah. very scary to hear, but at the same time, rightfully so. Oh, it has to be that way. Did, did you guys see his press conferences at all? Who's no Harbaugh's? Jim no, Harbaugh's? I, I don't listen. I don't, oh man, it, I, it's depressing. He he looks like he's had his heart ripped out. Like he, he's all the words are normal coach speak, but you just look, watch the way he says it, and he looks like a zombie. He's got no life left. That's what Jared just said too. Did oh really? He, did he say I think I'd have more fun coaching the Spartans than this Michigan team right did now? Did he actually say that? Whoa. I I actually don't know <laughs> if he said that, but that would be pretty bad. <laughs> that yeah, I I don't know I. There, he were lot, sounds, there were a lot of expectations. He sounds defeated. 
He yeah. really does. And this is a Jim Harbaugh that we haven't seen. And I really, I think that's what we need to focus on. I think the quarterback t- competition is one thing. Um, but with this, I mean, it, the elephant in the room is basically um, he's on the second to last year of his deal. That's the only coach um, that his contract expires after 2021 in mm-hmm. in college football, I believe, or Power mm-hmm. Five or whatever, whatever you want to say. All Power Five. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if this is – if the writing's on the wall here, I don't know whose choice it is. I don't know anything about it, but it's just that's concerning to me. And it's not necessarily Harbaugh's the wrong coach. I still think he's a good coach. I still think he's the right guy to coach Michigan. But the Harbaugh that we're seeing this year is not the Harbaugh that I believe in to do that. The Harbaugh I'm seeing this year, Harbaugh I'm seeing this year is Harbaugh in his last year at um in 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 San Francisco. He looks checked out. He sounds checked out in everything he says and does, and that is scary to me, not necessarily for this team in 2020, uh, in 2020 but, I mean, you could really screw up the, the program as a whole by not being bought in right now. <laughs> Jarrett, Jarrett, man. Jarrett, Jarrett, I, Jarrett, I, knew, Jarrett. <laughs> I knew you were doing that, but I really thought Sam would bite on that. And but he didn't. Yeah, I, d- I didn't believe that quote for a second. <laughs> None of us did. I wanted to hear the rest of it. <laughs> no, but I mean, what do you guys think about like long term? Right. He's lost the locker room. That's yeah. that's what it feels like. He's he's lost the team. They don't buy into what's going on. He can be over there on the sideline and try to pump his team up as much as he wants, but they know it'd be fake. And and at this point, when you're this run down as a team, a lot of expectations going in. Look. I think it was 2017, we lost so much defensive talent at Michigan, and everybody was talking about it being a rebuilding year and everything, and what did they do? They had, Top they had, five or Yeah, something? they had an amazing year yeah. with, with Devin Bush as, mm-hmm. as middle linebacker. That's, that's kind of one of the reasons why, even though we had young guys coming in in this group this year, you thought they would at least compete for a top 10, top 20 overall defense because year after year they do that. At Michigan, that we've just got accustomed to it, except for uh, against Ohio State yeah. or Wisconsin recent years. But they 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 are so lost on, on defense. You can't even point to Joe Milton as the problem. You can look at Joe Milton. You can look at the defense. You can look at the the run defense. You can look at pass defense. You it's, can look at penalties. You can look at literally across the board. They are, they're not winning these matchups. They're not better than the other teams. They're not competing. Yeah. And once you, you lose your team, they're not competing for their coach anymore. He can't. He can't have a pep talk with them because they don't believe him anymore, you're done. Does it – so Jim Harbaugh seems like the last guy you would ever not compete for. He's weird. Trust me. I, I understand that he's a weird dude, and he rubs players the wrong way often, I believe. But the nice thing about college is it's cyclical. You, you get rid of those players quicker than they can get sick, usually. But right now you're seeing – like you said, I don't want to say he lost the locker room. I don't know if that is safe to say yet, but it looks like it. I think it's definitely a – you can question it. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if the, the contract, if we need to look more into that, if his foot – if if he does have one foot out the door and that this is something that – like, why hasn't that contract been signed? Why haven't we seen an extension? It seems like there's a division between um, at least the, the – the top guys at, at Michigan, whether it's the athletic director, president, I don't know. Kyle, I'm, I'm curious. We actually had a good talk about about this, and I'm curious if you, if you want to share, um, like, the division that, that you see between a Harbaugh and, and the University of Michigan. Yeah. I I kind of – between what you guys are just saying, the, the um, I, I do think he's lost the locker room, just to weigh in on that a second, but to a, at least to a certain extent. But I think the University of Michigan has lost him. Okay. I think it comes 
I think the person he is, what he believes in, what he, who he is does not align with the University of Michigan at all. And I mean that in many different aspects of, of who Jim Harbaugh is. And I think for that reason, in a year like this where you have everything going on with COVID, everything, everything else, I think he's beat down. Yeah. I think he's sick of it. Yeah. Um, it seems and I think like- that makes it like, I think Jared was saying too, like, but he does look like, Oh, he's just like the press conference. Like he, he doesn't look like he's not the Jim Harbaugh who's like, you know, telling players not in the media not to eat chicken because it's a crazy bird. Like <laughs> right? he ain't having fun anymore. No, that's yeah. true though. Yeah, it, it is a crazy bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think what we're what we're seeing is the Jim Harbaugh that was hired as a quote unquote Michigan man. Yeah, it, he's not a Michigan man. He was yeah. a Michigan a Michigan kid. Sure. When he fit in the University of Michigan, he was a kid. And he had he was I don't want to say being dragged along, but he was um, he wasn't able to be his own man and kind of I don't know if I'm if I'm but he's grown up since then. Yeah. And what he what made him a Michigan man back then it doesn't seem like he's that any no. any longer. Um, but I do want to I think that's enough for uh, college football. Uh, I do want to introduce. We, can we get into Joe Millen at all though? I mean, yeah, if you want to talk, yeah, let's talk I mean, a little bit about Millen. Yeah, because I mean that's the biggest. Topics are obviously going to be Harbaugh. You you say you're done with him. You want him out? No. Oh, okay. I I, thought, I, you, am, I thought maybe you wanted to weigh in on that. No, like Harbaugh or Milton? Yeah, no, no, Harbaugh. No, I want I want Harbaugh to work out. I do. I still believe that he's a very good football coach. I think but he's something, a good coach too. Something I'm, needs I, to change. I don't think he's working. I don't want. I don't want 2020 Harbaugh. I don't think he's want, working in college. And if you go back to even in Stanford, you know, now I'm I'm looking at this from a different perspective now. Like, okay, is this was he really the guy that we thought he was? He had Andrew Luck, one of the top talents yeah. coming out of college in forever, and they still had, what, two or three losses that year in, in Luck's senior year? Yeah, it's not like they went out and won a national championship, a conference championship. I yeah. mean, at Stanford, they should be able to do that. They should pull it off in that kind of an atmosphere over there. And, and it's really never been the highest offenses. Like, Andrew Luck was not putting amazing numbers up. Everybody just knew that that tr- would translate to the NFL. So I, I just don't think he works in, in the college game with all these other minds and all these other schemes going on. He's not, he doesn't fit in. He doesn't fit in with what wins in today's football. So you, you would like to see him gone? I've jumped. Yeah, I've jumped shit. But most, yeah. mostly because I'm looking at how many f- quarterbacks have failed under him. And quarterback is always going to be my key. That's what I will always go back to in judging what a coach is. And, and he, he missed the boat completely on Joe Milton. And in my opinion, there's no way. So I, I was excited about Joe Milton, but I am also very quick to jump off a bandwagon. You probably know that from last year's. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, I th- you either have it or you don't. And it's so obvious that Joe Milton does not have it. He does not see the field. The, the game is speeding up on him. He threw the ball right to that linebacker for the second pick. That was brutal. It was a terrible throw. That was brutal. And what does he do over there in the sideline? He's doing his very best to not cry or just you know keep his chin up, but it's not in a good way. It's not like he's encouraging teammates sitting over there feeling sorry for yourself. And Jim Harbaugh didn't do anything Tough about talk. It. That's tough talk from and Dad then, over here. And then they had, it. and then it. they had a sideline reporter come up and talk about, oh, well, you know, Jim is saying, "You good? You okay? You're in the game." To Joe Millen, it's like, are you going to do that, or are you going to go tell him what to do? Yeah. And and mm. there was no competition. He was not telling him get your head in the game, or else you're going to get pulled, or anything else like that. He wasn't even trying to tell him. He was just asking him if everything's good going. Well, on. I'm curious about that because I mean, how many times? I, I we we've talked. Uh, I don't know if it's been on it, but you were a catcher for a lot of pitchers, 
and you have to stroke that ego. And a lot of managers do that with their with their pitchers as well. Is they walk out and say, "Hey, you good?" Look them in the eye and read them. I so I I'm, I'm curious where it's okay to do that to a pitcher, but not necessarily a quarterback. I I think there's a time and place for it. If it's the fourth game in a row or the third game in a row where th- things are going on like this, you don't just say like, "Hey, you look like you did the last few games too," but nothing's changed at that point. Okay. You know, he's not, he's not, I don't know. I, I've been completely turned off from Joe Milton from his press conferences, the way he's playing on the field. And I think what I saw from McNamara right away was like, Hey, there's a quarterback with some touch. Yeah. I, I mean, thought those, touch was the key. Maybe the, key the maybe those three throws that he had for the touchdown, you know, that whole drive, three of those are probably three of the best throws all year for Michigan. So, yeah, I, I personally would like to see, uh, Milton still get another shot, another shot. Um, I, if he can't do it against Rutgers, then he can't do it, period. Um, if he does it against Rut- Rutgers, that doesn't prove anything to me either. Um, but I think he's the type of kid that will strive on confidence, and he is—he has zero confidence right now. If he can get a little bit of confidence, I am i think things could turn for him quickly. I don't think confidence changes the way you see the field. Like I, I agree with that. I, and I do he just doesn't that. see. He d- we've talked about it. He doesn't see over linebackers. He doesn't see the cushion. He doesn't find the holes in the defense, and his accuracy is so said. bad down the field, it, yeah. it just isn't going to work out. I'm, I think we, you should just pull the plug early. Sorry, going back to Jarrett here, but I do agree with what he's saying. The, you have coaches who – is he possibly a better NFL coach where you don't have to progress talent? Yeah, possibly. But I, I, I don't believe a, a head coach in college football is necessarily the guy that progresses talent. Hmm. I think it's the position coaches. Sure. And putting the right guys around him, that, I think but, that's just as important as sorry, a head coach. Further I mean, up, hold you on, can't. Well, sorry, go ahead. Further up in his comments, what Jarrett's point is is don't pay him so much because we're they're all in financial crisis right now. He and then you can give more money to the other coaches. Th- there, are pl- there's plenty of money at, at the University of Michigan. I understand that as a point. When you look at his salary, he seems like he's getting paid too much. He took a pay cut, and he also pays his coordinators better than any other team in the Big Ten. So, or other than. Ohio State. But so I don't think that that's a problem. What I see is a division between the top um, president, maybe athletic director, and Jim Harbaugh. And I, I that's what's concerning to me with Jim Harbaugh. It's not necessarily him as a coach, um, it's the support that he has right now. And that, so part that, of you is agreeing with what I said then. You say so much. He doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember what, what you said. Well, I mean, like about the college versus Jim Harbaugh, kind of. Like. I think good football coaches are good football coaches. And I just haven't seen a team compete this badly at Michigan, even even during the Rich Rod era. So with far, far less talent, that's that's why I'm done. I'm but done. I also believe the way things can change. And just because it's looking bad this year can does not erase the, what is it, four out of six years he's had ten wins. So it's not like this season he forgot how to coach football. So is that it is a player issue, and that's part of that's part of on him. But right now it's execution and a player issue. Th- is and that if your, he can get that cleared up? Is I wins be, your metric for a head football coach in college? I, yeah, I, okay. I think so. I, I'm I not I don't arguing the win. way that this is looking. Yeah, but I, I don't, don't want to win because other teams are down. I want to yeah. I want to beat them because you're a superior team. Well, the, I, that's where I would disagree with you. They they the teams that they beat. So they've gone every other year against Wisconsin until this year. They've gone every other year with Penn State, who have both been in the Big Ten Championship in the last f- five years. 
So th- even when they were at their top, Michigan's still there competing with. When they lose, it's ugly. Don't get me wrong; it is very, very yeah. ugly, and you can't argue for those. But at the same time, when you're going every other year with those teams, and they are tier two of the Big Ten, I think that tells you you're in the tier two of the Big Ten. Not it, this year. This you're is nowhere near the tier two of the Big Ten. Sixth year. I believe it's the sixth year. So, yeah. And again, I always go back to this quarterback. So you have had no really successful quarterbacks at Michigan in six years. And how many different quarterbacks has he had? Probably six. four, f- six, or five. <clears throat> so five different quarterbacks under, and it just hasn't been impressive. That to me just screams you're not cut out for this. And my yeah, my point is like you hear so many that are so strong on the fire Harbaugh side. It's 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 because they're not looking at quantity of wins as a metric. They're looking at Beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, going to the playoff, and winning a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that's a huge, lofty. Uh, yeah. the, the 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 last one there yep. is huge. Um, but I think so many of them are. You got to at least beat Ohio State once in six yeah. years, and that's where I, I always argue this: is things can change very quickly. Mm-hmm. Where you can have a very down year. Look at LSU, and all of a sudden everything clicks at once. Maybe it's an injury for a quarterback at. So for them, Alabama, and for us, it would be Ohio State. But them down just a step or two, yep. and us being ready to take advantage of that. I still see they this had a coaching team change be- though to do that. Yeah, yeah, a, b- a big one. They Ohio to- State does. I'm just saying LSU went through a coaching change. Well, th- there was talk about him getting fired for multiple years before he won that national title. Yeah, I know. And that's He's, what I'm he was saying. He an interim it's coach, like, yeah. Yeah, and that's where it, I'm just saying it's like if you stick with him, stick with the program, and look at it as a program and not just a 2020 season, I still believe in, in the way this can go. You mean LSU, last year LSU? Yeah. It'd be crazy if somebody predicted that really early in the season. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> All right, this time we are turning the page uh, to introduce our Michigan beer for 80, episode 81. <laughs> but before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicily Island's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive between Grand Valley State University's main campus in Allendale and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicily Island's Market is the best place for it. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer from across our great nation, they're individually priced, so you can mix and match and build your own six-pack. Obviously, they have a selection of craft beer, like I already mentioned. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, cigars, and they also have the highest or the, the largest selection um, of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan as well. So we love that Sicily Owens Market is part of the state of my sports family, and it's who we trust to help us pick out our Michigan beer for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that State of My Sports sent you. Um, Kyle, are you going to start us off with your beer introduction for today? I do. Um, by the way, Sicily Owens, that's such a, it's such a great place. It's so good. I, I was, love that I was place. in there the other day. Um, Transient. Transient Artisan Ales. Uh, I was just asking Ryan, is this the name of the beer? And I think I think we decided yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, on the side here, when will those clouds all disappear? Right. It's it's more like a sentence. <laughs> it's a than sentence <laughs> of a name. <laughs> the, yeah. name. That's, the frustrating that's thing about their cans is like I want to get transient in the picture and the name of the beer, and I can't do it in oh, one and picture. I, keep, I probably it's keep really messing. Tough. I probably keep messing with it too. No, I mean like the picture when I post the. Oh, is that you? The who beer does grades. That? I thought Micah posted that. No, I, I do that. He gets one of the interns to do it, I think. Yeah. Sam does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah. Okay, so this is a tangerine, lactose, and vanilla. Uh, DDH, double IPA. 
7.5 by volume. This is a very smooth beer. I like their beer a lot. It's it's very good. Were you guys saying you were saying Micah really likes this? Yeah, he's he's drank a few of them lately, for sure. He really loves. Let's get him. Let's, Micah, let's get him out here. Let's then. get Mike out here. <laughs> oh boy. What? Oh gosh, Micah, what do you think of the beer? I love it. <laughs> What's going on? I, I, I did not know about this. I wanted this in the shot, and <laughs> Sam said you can say it's Micah when you do the grades or something. I did not. That was your idea. So Micah is here with us. Micah is here. We miss oh, him the today. Can is, the can is blocked. <laughs> there. Oh, geez, Barbie. Okay. I we're mean, good to go. There we go. Love you, Micah. Love you. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what are you drinking? I am drinking, uh, you know what? I actually should have looked at this ahead of time. Yeah. I'm from drinking Brewery Vivant. Cran Apple bl- Blueberry from, this is Brewery Vivant? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, from Brewery Vivant. It says delicious blend of fruited farmhouse ale and sour ale. It's actually, um, I mean, this is the color you can see. It's, it's kind of like. a great color. Yeah. What, what would you call that? Like a. Ooh, red. I would call it red personally, but I <laughs> <laughs> maybe purple. It's got some, yeah, yeah. It's got some purple into it. Yeah, this is a five point zero percenter, so um, you know, e- easy to drink. You can probably drink a lot of these. You said it was a sour, is that right? It's it's a mix. It's a mix between uh the the farmhouse ale and a sour. Okay. Let me get a sip oh, of that man. before yeah, you, I once like you to open too. your next one. Yeah, yeah, sure. I am drinking from uh Petoskey Brewing, uh Super Trooper. It's their brown ale. Coffee and donut. I mean, seven point three percent alcohol, twelve IBUs. Um, I think this is it. it kind of speaks for itself, right? It's got a super. It's called Super Trooper, and it's got donuts and coffee and beer. So, oh, and it's I got like a police badge. Yeah, it, it nice. does have the police badge as well. Very nice. Um, obviously, Petoskey Brewing is in Petoskey, Michigan. Very good, Sam. Um, but uh, yeah, so they said Petoskey Brewing has <laughs> committed good. to donate ten percent of all proceeds figured that out from myself. the sale. <laughs> oh, guys, this is awesome! From this ten percent of all proceeds from the sale of Super Trooper to Michigan cops an organization dedicated to supporting the surviving families and co-workers of michigan law enforcement oh boy officers wow. killed in that the line awesome. of duty and you can learn more at micops.org so that is i think pretty dang cool that's a point up no matter what yes oh yeah for like sure that's full, really cool. a full point yeah for sure good for so. them yeah yeah, yeah that's them. awesome very cool let's talk about some good football guys is this what we do now we just keep going yeah, yeah. we just keep I on just, rolling i thought we were gonna take a little break did you guys want to no i don't need one no, no let's ahead. not let's go just ahead. keep we're on good. rolling yeah, man. Let's keep all going. right let's talk about the awesome lions win i mean i'm so excited Best to talk about football this. team in michigan <laughs> the detroit lions beat <laughs> the football team 30 to 27 on a time expiring 59 yard field goal i can't wait to hear what sam by matt prater <laughs> <laughs> i'm just this table starting to tip um after washington t- kicked a <laughs> Kicked a game-tying field goal with 21 seconds left. Um, on top of the game-winning drive, Stafford led the team. Uh, he went 24 of 33 for 276 yards and three touchdowns, one to Swift, one to Jones, and one to Marvin Hall. Uh, he was sacked once and had zero interceptions, which I think is is very important against that type of pass rush. He took care of the football. He got rid of the football. I think he played a very good game in, in that situation. Uh, Swift... Uh, as he should be, was featured in this offense on the ground with 81 yards on 16 carries for a nice 5.1 average. And through the air, also, he had five catches uh, for 68 yards. Marvin Jones had 96 yards with eight catches on 10 targets, uh, which was very important with Kenny Galladay out. 
once again. But uh, in the first half, I thought the defense was perfect. Brendan not break. They allowed only three points, uh, but simply broke in the second half, which was frustrating. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, they allowed Washington to come back in the game with seven points in the third quarter and then 17 in the fourth. But a win's a win in this league. And fans like myself can smile and just hold on because they're, One they're more still week. in the hunt. One more week. You still got it, boys. Even if you watch like ESPN and all of these channels, they have the Detroit Lions in the hunt. They actually they're, know they're who named, the Lions are? Yeah, they do. They talk about the Lions they here They do. And there? Oh yep, exactly. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> So wow. <laughs> they've heard of us. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I, I it's pretty good. I think. I mean, the, I don't want to get into the numbers. I want. I want to start with with DeAndre Swift, twenty one touches and 100, 149 yards, a seven point one yards per touch. Only that's, four carries, one catch for AP, one carry for carry on. That's the way it should be. This is exactly what we preached last week, and in the week I, before, in the, the week, before, yeah, we've yeah. been preaching that yeah. for a long time. Um, but finally, yeah. right? I mean, what did you think about that that game plan, at least on the offense side? Let's focus on the offense side right now. I, I just loved the way that Stafford looked, but that also was partly because he had a safety blanket, right? He had his check down. And when they gave the ball to DeAndre Swift, and he one of those one of those screens was just awesome. I, mean, I think it was like a third and or maybe like a seven and 18 or a second and 20 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, And he, he busted it out for like 28 yards. He that wasn't there, you know. AP would have gotten a, a nice eight yard gain or something, yeah. but he made that the big play. Mm-hmm. So now Stafford had that safety blanket to go back to to make something happen when nothing was there necessarily. And then those ten to twelve, fourteen yard runs where he would, I just love the way he just like put, puts his shoulder down at the very end and he's aggressive, right? He's, he's aggressive, but he's also shifty and patient. Like I, I think we're starting to see this kid really become he felt com- a true he looked NFL comfortable, player. yeah. And I think it's it's massive for this team we need a feature back we need someone in there that can do it all and and that's exactly what he's shown and i think the safety blanket is is really a good way of putting it because i mean he would go in chip the guy and then he would they, i mean they would they designed really good screens but also as a safety valve he was there and when hawkinson was kind of like i thought hawkinson was going to have a big day he was he was questionable kind of going in but when you don't have a tight end to be that safety blanket and uh, a guy like Swift, like that, was perfectly done. It was designed well. It was executed well. I, I was really happy with that. He's the best offensive talent on the field. He's the best athlete on the field, so you get him the ball. I mean, how difficult of a concept is that? But that's what we've been talking about. Get your best athlete the ball. They finally did that. They made him the workhorse, the bell cow. He he pulled through with making Stafford look good. Mm. And and that's what Stafford needs. And, and then Stafford, we you texted me d- and during the game, and he's like, you know, the run game is the reason why this pass game is so wide open right now. Yeah, I mean, you saw it with the Marvin Hall touchdown. I think it was like fifty five yards. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened if you didn't have that threat of yeah. of. Uh, and, and I think that was the, the key is he got the start. And I know like with a running back, getting the start isn't a big deal. Like it's all about how many touches you get. Sure. But the fact that he was on that opening drive, in that. That threat was there. That was the key. It wasn't a Adrian Peterson three-yard run as a, a threat. It was they give this guy the ball. He could explode if we're not careful. And all of a sudden, that opened up Marvin Hall for that big pass downfield, and that's exactly what we want to see. Right after two big runs by DeAndre Swift to get yeah. him there, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we saw. Oh, the, I, the second run was like he jumped through the line. It was just awesome it, to see. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go wake up Easton right now because <laughs> – 
I was watching the game with him. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah. And and <laughs> go grab. Uh, he was like, we were watching Mike the game, right. and honestly, like, so they <laughs> ran the ball. There was the two. I think it was a. It might have been a first down. I don't remember. Um, but they handed the ball off a couple times, and then I turned to East and I said, "Yeah, now they're gonna fake the handoff and throw it downfield." Sure enough, they did touchdown. And he gave me a high five. And, and all it took is because they were in man to man at that point. <laughs> Stafford like knew. Moment. Stafford knew they were man to man, and he did one little shoulder yeah, check, it, yep. got the cornerback to commit, and then it was an yeah, easy walk. I don't even touchdown. think it was a, a play action, if I remember right. No, I don't like, think I it was. I thought it was, but it was the threat was there still at the same time. But yeah, I thought they set that play up perfectly yeah the corner the cornerback fell he would have got a, he would have got a pass on Stafford's, as well he bit on Stafford's yeah check yeah I, I thought that was perfect so I think I mean Stafford as a whole I thought that was probably his best game yeah it's against Washington football team no but I don't want but that to be lost in this because I agree with you because they had they have one of the best pass defenses in football and I think what they were ranked like in the top five yeah I think for pass defenses and one because their off their defensive line gets to the quarterback. Yep. We saw one sack, I think. Yep. Only Stafford one. go down one time, and really it was just it was a well drawn up. Defensive he did, he play. did get he did get hit twice. It, he got sacked twice. One of them was a, a late hit. Oh, the penalty. Um, the, yeah. The penalty. I think it was uh, Chase Chase Young got him up high, so it takes away the sack. But other than that, I, I agree with you. I think the offensive line played a really really good game. Yeah, they did. But they also game planned, and yeah. I think this was definitely the coach's best game. And, and, and again. We understand the Washington football team. They don't even have a, a name to their team. We know <laughs> that they're not any good, but their pass defense is good, and it yep. keeps them in games. Yeah. And so what did they do? They knew that their weakness was the run defense. They had to sell out and commit to that, and that opened up the pass offense. And Stafford looked comfortable. He was on point the whole game, and he was there when we needed him the most, right? Yeah, and without Kenny Galladay to, to you, I mean, he, they, they opened up the game for the not, not having a number one wide receiver. Um, they designed it well to make that work, and without a tight end. I mean, Hawkinson played, but he, he was invisible in a lot of the games. He looked looked bad <laughs> in a lot of ways as well. Um, but they opened up the game for, for Marvin Jones, and Amendola was okay. It wasn't like no – I don't know. I thought it was just, like you said, a well-coached game, probably the best coached game so far this year, other than the Bears game, I think, is a was a well-coached game as well. And we've um, also gotten on the lines wide receivers a lot this year for, you know, Kenny Galladay, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. not separating, not creating that space in between them and the corners. This is the other way to do that. You you design your offense to get your wide receivers open. Mm-hmm. And and that's what, the, that's what we saw. But it also, I don't think it's, you know... Galladay was out, which means Marvin Jones Jr. was the one type of receiver that was awesome. But then all the other guys were more speed separation guys. You didn't have both of those same exact type of wide receivers out there clogging the, the field. And I think maybe it just, I don't know, makes the offense overall work better. Yeah, so I do want to talk a little bit about the defense. Then we can kind of move into um, what what's next for the Lions. I thought defensively, defensively I really liked the way they played. I, I did, and I know that I will probably get a lot of criticism because of what happened in, in the second half and how ugly it worked and what the numbers say for a guy like Alex Smith. But that first half was perfectly coached. Yeah, you got a takeaway. you got a missed field goal. But I really liked the way that they decided to play that game defensively. And, I and I mean, look, you had Okora. He had a sack. I think uh, Griffin had a sack as well. Um, I, I'm curious. So I made it, I made the comment, and I don't remember if we were recording yet. I don't think we were, but I said until they went into prevent, and you kind of you, you told me I was wrong on that. And I'm, what do you think was the issue 
from first half to second half. Well, I've heard that a lot from people talking about how much they just like gave him space to dink and dunk for the rest of the game. But I, I watched a YouTube video where he actually broke down the defense between both halves, and there were not there were t- there were very few times when the Lions were actually just playing off of them. One of them was a third down or the the big fourth down. I think it was really early in the second half. Is fourth and thirteen? Okay, near the goal line, and they went for it. And uh, J. Ron Curse gave a little bit too much cushion, but everybody else was tight man to man. And you saw that all the way through the the fourth, the third, and fourth quarters. We were still playing the man to man defense. The only difference was I think the game got a little out of control because Washington had so much time of possession. They had the ball all the time that you, you saw it at the, those end drives. You know, you, like J. Ron Curse, he was sitting there just trying to get his breath. All, the whole defense was trying to get their breath. Yeah, you even saw that on the offensive side. You saw the wide receivers; they looked tired. They the, looked worn out for for Washington. Yeah, for saying? Washington. Yeah. I mean, they just they were running so many routes. They had so many plays over and over and over in that fourth quarter. I think that's that's what you saw, but you didn't see. At least going back and looking at the tape, they, the Lions did a great job of, of um, what do you call it? Like when, when they were Containing. running their well, when they were running their crossing routes, they would they would switch off. Okay. So they did a really good job of dropping. They played a lot of zone this game. They dropped their their middle linebackers and they brought their safeties up to cover the middle. And then those uh, the cornerbacks were just dropping back into a deep zone. And then the inside cornerbacks were then just trading over the middle. Right. So they were, there was always somebody to pass to, but it was the bend, not break philosophy where yep. you better beat us 11 to 13 plays in one drive in order to earn your, your score. Yeah. And they didn't earn it in the first half. We came up with some big you know pressure plays to get them off the field. In the second half, I think we got a little bit worn out, but that's that's the way it worked. If our offense was any better, we would have put the game away. All right. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up, I, I I think the defensive line is turning into pretty good, good enough in in my opinion that can really open up um, to play the way you want in the secondary. I think as soon as Flowers is healthy and you have Flowers, Aquara, and um, Griffin Griffin as options, obviously all three of them won't be on the field at, at the same time. Um, unless I mean you might be able to make that work. I, I don't know, but once 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 that happens, I think that's going to really be the our first glimpse of what this defense is designed to be. It, it, does that make sense to have multiple guys that can rush the, rush the passer and get pressure without blitzing and let the defense scheme their way into just a, a solid a solid defensive effort. I think I thought we saw a glimpse of it this this past week for the most part. Um but I really think once these guys get healthy like look out because our secondary is getting healthy. Trufant's starting to look good. He got a BS pass interference call. That was so. Um, bad. I think the depth's there too because you have a Warrior sitting there or a Cuda. Like you can switch these guys out and not lose a beat. And I, I really like the way this defense is. Look the numbers. Look at the numbers, and I'm I'm dead wrong, and I'm I'm saying really stupid things. But I think the way that it looks, it looks like it's going to work the way they want it to against Washington. That was. We weren't going to focus on that. Griff, Kyle. Griffin has been so big for this defensive line. He had five quarterback hits in this game, which is more than uh, I think it's more than any defensive lineman has hit a quarterback in like the last three years for the Lions. Okay, it's huge. Yeah, I. We I thought he looked. He looked good. He yeah. didn't look good week one that he played. I thought he looked really good, and he was a different. I think he even had a. Did he have a strip sack fumble, or fumble force fumble? I think he did, he was part of that, right? Doesn't matter. No, what week one or this one? T- this one. No, I think uh, Collins had both. 
Did he? Okay. All right, so the reason why this was not a big win, but a important win, I think that's like a good win. It wasn't a good win, but it was a big win for, for the Lions is because they still do have a path to the playoffs. So I do want to talk just a little bit about that before we get into this next week. Can we do that, or should we just – Kyle, Kyle's so please, excited about this. Please keep all right, it short. so what I want – all right, I'm just going to talk here. All right, so basically I, I see winnable games. I don't want to say easy games because nothing is easy in the NFL, especially for the Detroit Lions. So I'm not saying these are easy wins. So, Jarrett, if you're still watching, don't get your panties in a bunch when I say that these are winnable games. You got Carolina. They're 3-7. and seven. That should be a, a a winnable game. Houston on Thanksgiving, two and seven. That's a should be a winnable game. The way Chicago looks right now, they just lost Foles. Uh, Trubisky still might be hurt. We'll see in a couple weeks what's going on. But Chicago looks bad right now, five and five. I'd say that is a winnable game. Then you're looking at Week 17. I know we just got destroyed by Minnesota, but they're still four and five. That, in my opinion, is a winnable game. So that gets you at eight wins right there. Now all of a sudden you look at the, the other three. You got Green Bay, Tennessee, and Tampa Bay. If you can steal one of those games and win your quote unquote winnable games, Are you that's high? nine wins. Are you actually high? If you right just now? keep winning week after week, then you'll <laughs> listen, be okay in the end. Listen, all we have to do That's the way it works, right? All we have to do is beat Green Bay, beat Tennessee, no, no, beat no, Tampa no, Bay, no, beat Minnesota, uh, beat Chicago, beat Houston, and beat Carolina. I do like your positivity. We're going to the playoffs. We actually would win the division. We would right. have a first round bye. <laughs> you know what? Screw what I said. I like your 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 mine's, path to the playoffs. Mine's play. even better. Yeah, that's a really good path to the playoffs. All right. If you can get to that nine win mark, you're you're there. You're, are they, are they in I'm the not playoffs at nine wins? You think that that is to be determined. I yeah, I think yeah. that is definitely a, a question because you got Tampa Bay who's in a wild card spot. Um, you got uh, I don't remember who else there, but Seattle's another one. Yeah. Um, and then L.A. I think is is the other um, quote unquote wild card. So you got three of them this year. Might be Ford based on what Jarrett was talking about last week with with the potential of um, expansion. Even again, um. I think nine wins, in my opinion, will make the playoffs. How I don't know exactly, but I think it's 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 at least in the discussion. Um, once you get tiebreakers going, obviously things get confusing. But that's where I really want to focus on is you have these four winnable games, and then you steal one of the three, which, in my opinion, isn't out of the the question. Um, I the way Green Bay looks, they look beatable. Um, Tampa Bay, you never know which Tampa Bay you're gonna get. So Green Bay looks beautiful. <laughs> looks beautiful. <laughs> they do. Did you see what they did against Jacksonville? I remember what yeah. they did against the Lions. Yeah, yeah right. but Green Bay <laughs> Lions, even you know that that game was closer than the score said. It came down to that interception, that pick six. My point with the NFL is things are so up in the air all the time. The bad teams aren't as bad as people think they are. The good teams aren't as good as people think sure. they are. I, you, I will give you that. You have extreme talents on one way or in the other, so then your quarterbacks with the you know the Chiefs are always going to be good in the end, but they can always go out there and just throw a clunker down. I mean, last I week, I don't, I don't remember all the great teams. That, I mean, Brown scored 10 points this week against Texans. Does that mean Texans have a great defense? No. Did you see the, the wind and the weather that they were playing in? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, those are still professional athletes out there on a yes, football field. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it, preparation for your team makes more, way more of a difference than I think the other teams that you're playing. Yeah, that's true. 
And I think I don't. Did they prepare well for the Redskins? Yes, I think they actually did. I think it, the game, for a lot of different reasons, came down to the way it did. And we're, I don't know. We haven't even really talked about how amazing sixteen seconds to drive a f- the field and get a field goal is. Right. I mean, everybody was talking about overtime already. That was incredible. <laughs> Kyle just did the schedule game. He did losses for the rest of the, <laughs> the year. No, but I'd be okay my point is, too. my point is, Carolina is <laughs> just don't mix and match. Carolina is three and seven. One or the other. Carolina has been very, very competitive this year. They've played a lot of really good games against really good teams if you go back and look at their schedule houston is not as easy as you think their offense can tear up anybody i'm not saying chicago terrible they're the worst five and five team team i've ever seen i said winnable (laughs) i said winnable any given sunday any of the games is winnable so (laughs) lions should have won week one against chicago right all right swift dropped the ball yeah Yeah. all right so let's let's talk a little bit about the 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 uh, Panthers matchup. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he got a knee injury last game. He's questionable. Christian McCaffrey, from everywhere I, I see, I, I don't think they've ruled him out yet, but everybody's saying he's out, so I'm sure he's going to be out with a soldier injury. I agree with you that they've they've been a little bit more competitive um, than their, than their uh, results say, but they're also at a point where are they bought into Teddy Bridgewater? Are they looking to maybe draft a quarterback? I think they're playing with that. And if there's any question that Teddy Bridgewater can't go, this game, it, it screams win to me. And I, I know it's easier said than done. Um, they're actually an underdog, the Lions are. They're a three-point underdog. But you look at the way that this this matches up, Without Christian McCaffrey, like that is the the kryptonite for the Lions. If Christian McCaffrey plays, I have z- <laughs> I don't want to say zero because I'm a Lions fan. Fifty percent chance of losing. <laughs> you know what 50%. I mean? Fifty <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never bet against them. Just even. <laughs> <laughs> That's as low as I'll go. <laughs> I know I have a problem. I mean, yeah, it's, it's an issue. But like you without look at- without him, they lost thirty three to thirty one against the Chiefs just last week. The Panthers, oh. they're they're a competitive team. I'm saying they're they're built pretty well. All right, they're. And I guess that's kind of my point with talking about that. This last win, which we just scraped by Washington, is a terrible team. I agree, but the Lions were in control of that game, so okay. I, I, we, we're done. We're done with that. Game. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. Okay, all right. But basically, you look at so let's look at uh, Panthers' offense. They're 21st in total yards, 17th in passing, 21st in rushing. And 21st in points. So, I like, nothing on that screams, like, the matchup is going to be bad to me, especially with Christian McCaffrey out. Um, I know that they, they've been okay without him at, at times, but he's the game-breaker. And when you don't have your game-breaker, that's when you're competitive and you don't seal the deal. And How I much, feel like that's what this team is. W- when the Lions played the Saints, what was the final score of that game? It was a s- eight-point game? Uh, Six-point six game. But it was made closer at the end, right? I mean, the Saints. Yeah, were, but the they Saints also were had always a big gonna... lead at the beginning. So, I mean, you play a full, yeah. full football game, I believe. Yeah. I oh, I'm just saying. You use that exact phrase about the Saints, and I remember watching it, thinking he's actually lost his mind. You... <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying that you're using the exact like they match up well. I think you'll say that about know, any uh... team. Like you'll <laughs> don't be mad at me. I'm just saying like. If they Bridge, can match if, up. I if think Bridgewater is out. Do you have out. another baby dude? No? <laughs> yeah. are you, why are you back here? <laughs> Number six? Number yeah, six, right. anybody? <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you think about this matchup? I think if Bridgewater is out, then it, then I think and McCaffrey is out, and then I, I, I understand where you're going. I still think it's going to be a competitive game no matter what. I think that's just the type of game the Lions play, and it's the type of game the Panthers play. It's, so, going, to, it's going to come down to the end. If, if the Lions have the ball with Stafford, 
I am going to pick the Lions. If they don't, if it's the other team with the ball, then I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. So, the so their pass defense is 22nd overall. I know they've played good teams, but I, I look at just the Lions' go down the, offense the list. as a good. They're they're a good team. Or the Lions are a good pass team. Hopefully, Galladay gets healthy. That would be huge. Hopefully, Hawkinson's a little bit more healthy than he was this this past week. But the way that the Lions have refocused their offense on around Swift and then use your weapons as secondary options, that right there tells me they're gonna make this. They're gonna make it work. They have found something that works for them. And I know as soon as we think the Lions found something that works for them, they they're gonna go the they, other they way. They go the opposite way, and AP is gonna have seventeen. Thousand carries and touches, and I'm going to be frustrated all over again. I I don't know why I do this myself, but, but their but their offense is better set up for success right now as opposed to weeks one, two, and three. I mean that's that's the difference. I think we've seen them turn the corner in that way. Their defense is mostly healthy, and we're getting to the quarterback better than we normally do. Our run defense has been better of late, and, yeah. and that's been a trend over the last several weeks. Other than Delvin Cook, yeah, but other than <laughs> Delvin Cook, but I mean he he went to the outside. He really didn't beat yeah. us straight up the gut. And and he was just a matchup nightmare. We couldn't yeah. contain him. But. I think the key of this game is how bad the the Panthers are on third down. They are thirty second, fifty five point three percent third down conversion def- defensively, basically. So the way Stafford is, the way this team's starting to, they're going to have third and shorts constantly. I think that's one thing that's going to be very important is when you have third and short and you have options for Stafford, he will find that guy. Whether it's Amendola on a quick route, whether it's uh, Swift as a safety valve or Hawkinson going up the middle, like there are so many options on this team, they will find a way to make it work against a, in third and manageable situations, and I think that's going to be a key. Stay on the field, maybe give your defense an extra breather if Teddy Bridgewater plays. Um, that I, I mean, I, I just I don't I don't see a way the Lions lose this game. <laughs> Look, I mean, if the Lions are underdogs in this, then I'll probably pick them. They are underdogs. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't think we. It's not fair to go down. I know you love to do it, but the schedule game going win, 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 win. We're, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're just gonna win. God, but I, but I also, I'm just gonna do one like. Well, I always do this for every segment, but I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant with all the people that talk about why we need to lose to be better in the end. And I just will never buy into that, especially in the NFL, because these guys, the guys that we have just spent all these big draft picks on and collecting a team, you do not teach them how to lose. The Lions have taught people how to lose for their entire franchise. I don't care about the next draft pick. You do what you can to win the games you're supposed to win right now. I don't care if it's lesser competition. You teach your team how to win games. That's the same reason why I didn't think it was okay for Jim Caldwell to go because as, as soon as they were winning games and 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough, guess what a 9-7 and seven team turns into when you have a culture of winning? A better team. So I think that's what we need to help right now. We have these young guys they need to learn how to win and not just teach those guys that, oh, you know what would, would really help this team? The next first-round draft pick. Yeah. The culture is very important. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's one thing that I really like about the way that they're building this team is I really think they're changing the culture of the of it. They, yeah. I agree. They, they have gotten rid of some good players. They've gotten rid of a lot of players that are no longer in the NFL. And I think that is where you're changing the culture. You're you're flipping it for what it, it's. It wasn't an easy fix. They admitted admitted that it wasn't an easy fix down the road. I think they they misspoke when they said nine and seven wasn't good enough. That means in every fan's head, well, that means we're it's about winning and we're gonna we got to win ten games. 
Otherwise, it's not good enough. We got to move on. No, they're rebuilding. They're refocusing this organization as a whole. And that's why I really want this regime to find a way to hold on. If they, if they, if this bottom falls out, and I, I can't even defend them because the way that it has looked at times is ugly. I want them to get another year because I truly believe what their goals are and what their focus is, and this for this organization, it will work if it's given time. And I think that's the key. Um, it's not nine and seven isn't good enough. It is your mindset wasn't good enough to take the next step. And that's where I really believe in this organization. I believe in Coach Patricia, whether I question his schemes and all of that stuff. I believe that their goals are all in the right line. I want them to have that extra time, and I want them to win. I want them to succeed, not only for their sake, but for, the like you said, the players' sake. I want them to learn how to win. Um, I don't know where I'm going, but I want them, I want them to do good enough this year to, to give them another year. Also, that want, is so important to me. You want the Lions to win. I always want the Lions. Also, Jeffrey Okuda has been the top-rated corner of the, this last draft as a rookie, and he is equally, if you look at his stats, he is equal to Darius Slay this year in 2020. There you go. Love it. All right. Have you always had that sound effect? I just I've been playing. I've been dabbling in sound effects. Is that because every time when I was there, me and Ryan used to try to open a beer when you were trying to do that? <laughs> no, I mean to be honest, uh, the reason why I started doing sound effects we and got not songs off. was yeah. because they started muting our videos. I saw. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, we do sound effects now to not infringe on yeah. copyrights, and also Paradise Outlaw gave us their music. Oh, to do, do our intro That's and awesome. our outro now. So I love that. We don't infringe on any music. Sometimes when we do picks and stuff, but do you want me to write we won't any? Tell uh, anybody though? Maybe I could do a couple originals if you're interested. Yeah, if you're already behind Ryan's beatboxing, to? you guys could, you could definitely beatbox. do that. Yeah, I'm be, game. Guys. Be, Let's do it. That right. would be great. I've been trying guys... to start a band my entire life. <laughs> we should start a band and uh, open a bar. A band just yeah. started. <laughs> you guys are crazy. It just started. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open a bar tomorrow. Done. Okay. Does that sound good? Those are money holes. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we should really open a bar There's tomorrow, though, like because everything. You'd make good money tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wouldn't lose any money, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, what I want to do is talk about some Pistons. The draft is basically today when people are listening. If you're listening on Wednesday, the draft is on Wednesday. There, there are some rumors going around. So basically, like, let's start with base. So they made a trade. They traded Bruce Brown for a second-round pick, and who, who else did they get from – was it the Nets? Yeah, it, it's uh, – let's see. His is name is Zanon Musa. A, a 2021 second-round pick in cash Okay, for, All right. for Bruce Brown. Yeah. So, small move. Small. I've, I've heard people mad about it. Um, what does that kind of tell you? You, like, you brought it up off the air, but what do you, What does that tell you with getting rid of Bruce Brown? Yeah, I mean, more than anything, it means that Derrick Rose is, is on an island right now as the point guard, and so with this draft, it makes the most sense for them to go after some sort of guard in this, in this upcoming draft, which is kind of the consensus anyways leading up to this. Um, but it just kind of you know makes that argument a little stronger now. Yeah. So what I want to let's start with who. So we're seventh overall. Is that correct? Yeah. So the seventh overall pick. Who do you think that the Pistons have a shot at getting that could really make a difference on this team at seventh overall? Yeah. So I mean, I think there's there's kind of a multi-tier thing going on right now. I think the first tier is really three players. It's Lamella Ball, James Wiseman, 
and uh, Anthony Edwards. I think those are kind of the top three players. Everybody after that, basically from like from four to I would say eight, are kind of in this second tier, and it's the guys that the the Pistons are going to be looking at. And the big guys in this group are uh, Onyeke Okongwu from USC. He's a power forward. He moves really, really well. Basically, he can guard smaller guards out on the perimeter, and he can move his, his feet really well, and, he, and he, he defends the rim great. He's really long and lengthy and everything. Great athlete. Uh, and then the other big guy that could be there, which who I don't think will be there, is Obi Toppin. Uh, power forward again from Dayton. Super athletic. Jumps out of the gym. He he won the College Player of the Year uh, award this year for the NCAA. Uh, those are the two bigs, but I think the more realistic way we talk about guards is uh, Killian Hayes is a big name that everybody t- keeps talking about. He's a point guard uh, out of Germany, and he's he's young. He's like 18 years old, 19 years old, but he has a lot of pro experience coming into this already. Six seven point guard, left-handed, uh, sees the floor really well. Not overly athletic but he handles the ball and people are thinking that he's kind of a perfect fit in today's offenses where you can take four steps without dribbling and move wherever you want. And as long as you have good size, you can defend a little bit. You don't need to really shoot all that much. All right. So is there one that, that sticks out to you that you hope? So let's, let's just assume again that we, that we're picking at seven that you hope somehow falls. Like let's say he's projected four to eight. Who, is there a name that you think fits for this Pistons team from day one? So th- this is so hard because the Pistons have some talent on their team, but what they have been missing for a long time now is somebody who to control the ball, to be a ball hog. So ideally, like, you know, I don't think we really got into it, but are the Pistons in the market for a trade to move up? If they are and they get a guy like LaMelo Ball, you know, if they do this crazy thing and, and trade up to number one to get LaMelo Ball, that's the perfect fit because he holds the ball all the time. He's your decision maker, and that's that's the decision maker for the future. I don't think you really, unless you're going to go with Killian Hayes and he's the future of this franchise as far as the ball handler, then you, the next options after that are, I, I would love if Onyeke Okongwu fell. I think he's a great big man. He would actually fit really well with Christian Wood because they're both athletic big guys who can both shoot and defend the rim pretty well. And I think they would fit really well in today's uh, NBA. But also, Isak Okoro. He's out of Auburn. He's a small forward. My only problem with him, he's six foot six. He's super athletic, great defender, can shoot the three. He's not the best ball. He doesn't have the best ball handling control. My, my fear with going that route, though, is I feel like everybody we've drafted in the last 10 years has always been that guy. They've been somewhere in the middle, and we haven't – we. They're all role players. They're all the Stanley Johnsons who you think are going to be great 3 and D guys, and they just never end up being what we think. Even Luke Kennard, you know, he, he's kind of that same mold. So I, I, I'm i not sure. I, I think overall I think I'd be actually be most comfortable if we got Onyeke Okongwu, but that's not going to be a win-now thing. And that would okay. be more get the guy who's going to be handling the ball for the future in next year's draft. All right. So – a lot of rumors going around. Like it seems like every rumor you read is as Pistons are looking to trade up. Like you mentioned with with Lamelo. So I, I read I read something today that was the top three teams were allowed to show up at his workout and the Detroit Pistons. Obviously, we all know who his dad is and the outspoken a hole that nobody really likes. Um, but he said that Lamelo wants to play for the Pistons, and that that is a big name for. 
I mean, it, it sounds like that's what a lot of people are, are kind of going at, is he's going to end up in Detroit some one way or another. There's a lot of rumors about trading up to number two, um, and then num- number one wouldn't be LaMelo. I don't know what um, – I'm sorry, who has the first overall pick? <laughs> it's not in front T- of me. Timberwolves have the number one. Timberwolves. Like, and, and it's really between LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. Okay. The kid out of Georgia. It sounds like they're leaning towards Edwards. And the Pistons could trade up to two and get LaMelo Ball. So you you, you already said that you would be okay with that. Oh, so absolutely. you like you like the LaMelo Ball fit in Detroit. I think I think LaMelo Ball fits in Detroit better than almost any other team. That's the reason he wants to go there. Okay. They are what the Pistons do not have is somebody to hold the ball and make all the important decisions. That's what LaMelo Ball is. He's not the best scorer. He's a very good finisher at the rim, but he's not the best scorer. He's not the most athletic. He's pretty athletic, but his best trait is court vision. He wants the ball in his hands all the time, and he wants to make the right decision when when he wants to make it. Yeah, and he's he is beyond his years in with seeing the floor, and I think that is so valuable in, in today's NBA. And if you're not the the Russell Westbrook crazy Dominic type of athlete, what's the next best best thing? It would be decision making and and looking and seeing the court. All right, so I mean there there are a lot of rumors. You got to give up a lot to move up to that spot. Is it worth giving up future assets? And going all in on this on this type of decision, or is it more like? Why don't you break down the trade that you? Brought yeah, up earlier? Right. So some, there, some there was rumors. there yeah. were some rumors. Yeah. So one rumor that I heard was Griffin and the seventh overall pick to the Golden State for Wiggins and the number two overall pick. So then they would be able to get Lamelo Ball. They would get rid of the Blake Griffin contract, which I think is yeah. a win as a whole. Like I love that. Nothing against Blake, but I think that would be very good to get rid of that. That um. Uh, contract, but I mean that I don't know. I I don't think Wiggins is really a, a doesn't a, matter. A great you, thing, absolutely, absolutely. If you can you get trade rid of that contract, Griffin, you especially can. if you can move up and get. And, and you know, Jared actually has a, a comment saying that trade Griffin, get Wiseman at number two. Edwards is overrated. I actually agree with that hundred percent. You can get too. Wiseman think, at two. I think if you you get Wiseman or. Uh, you get LaMelo Ball, but you don't go Anthony Edwards, and he's the most athletic. He's the best scorer. He has so many of the traits that everybody loves. He's not a winning – he doesn't play winning basketball, and it's obvious mm-hmm. I, to me at least. I think that's the kind of player he is. So I agree. I think you stay away from that, but if you can move up and get either one. James Wiseman's a freak. He's like seven foot one with – his standing reach, He's he reaches up nine feet six inches. It's incredible. Wow. And he can shoot. And he can dribble, and he's athletic, and he can guard the perimeter. He's he's would be good on any any team. Right. So yeah. I think that would be an obvious fit. Either one of those two. If you're going to trade up, and and you're worried about trading Griffin, don't be worried. Absolutely, make the trade immediately. Okay, but if taking if trading up means giving future first round picks, where do we stand on that? Because I I personally don't think you should be giving up first round picks with where the Pistons are at because they're far from being, you know high 20s in the draft. So if you're going to give up a first-round pick in 2021, you're giving up a potential top-10 pick either way. And I don't like that. I The way I look at the Pistons is you are – your decision away from being top three in the lottery or staying in the middle of the pack or maybe getting you know a sixth seed in, in the draft, and that's not doing you good either way. So in my opinion, it's like if you're going to give up a first-round pick – I don't like that, 
But if you can do it without giving up the first-round pick, then it's a no-brainer. It depends who you're trading with and what the deal is because if you're trading first-round pick for first-round pick, then it's it's a different story. If you're just giving up future first-round picks, then I absolutely agree with you. Pistons are set up to lose right now and over <laughs> the next couple of years. So yeah. why would we be giving away the most valuable asset that we have as the Pistons, which is the future, the unknown, to go get something? People are talking about this draft being a weak draft class too. Yeah. And I don't necessarily 100% agree with that. I think it's going to be better than people think. But why would why would you be yeah. giving up something for better potentially better draft picks in the future? Yeah, because this is not a super strong class. No, it's you're a, not, you're not yeah. getting a LeBron James or anything close to that. You're getting a role player? Yeah. For having Maybe superstars. a little more, and it, 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 yeah, which is why I'm not throwing the trade off the table though. Because if if your role player, if you're talking about the difference between Lamelo Ball and and Killian Hayes, I think there's a huge difference. Okay, and yeah. I think there's way more of a future. You can build something around a guy like Lamelo Ball with that kind of confidence, that kind of work ethic. Yeah, is he cocky? Sure, but I mean, it's the what, NBA. What, we what, would come, <laughs> we would come <laughs> to love that in our city. We yeah. just we just yeah. had a guy in, in Houston decline what 105 million dollars in two years or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's cocky. But anybody would take him at this point, there right? You go. Yeah, there are a lot of teams. I, I personally wouldn't, but that's a different story. Um, but I, I, I the way the way I look at this this draft and in the Pistons as a whole is you need to build this through the draft. Like there's no other way to build a a winning organization with the way the NBA is panning out. All these players. Um, are picking and choosing where they're going. You're going to have four super at, super-ish teams, and then everybody, there's everybody else. The Pistons need to do it through the draft, and I don't know if being aggressive in this draft is the right decision. Um, if you can be aggressive while not giving up the future, that is ideal. If you can get rid of bad contracts with the Blake Griffin, yeah. that's, that's a focus for me. It's like be aggressive, but at the same time, be smart and be patient. I would because make, sorry, go ahead. I would make getting rid of his contract a priority. I think at this yeah. point, yeah, yeah, that's not the like you said. We're it's and it's tough because it's not that strong of a draft. But yeah. if you can get rid of it and move up somehow, man, I would jump all over. Yeah, that. But, if you, yeah, but but I mean, you look at like Okongwu or Obi Toppin or or. Isak Okora, you know, those guys would actually be really good fits on a lot of teams. Yeah. They're not a good fit on the – they're not going to make the Pistons into a winning team right now. In 2021. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not the goal with this. Seiko Dumboya is still probably the youngest player in the league. Yeah. Like, after this draft, he probably still will be the youngest. Wow. Um, that's how young he – I mean, he was 17 years old, I think, when he got drafted. Okay. So, I mean, th- we're yeah. playing for him to come into his own when he's 22, 23 years old. That's that's the end goal with the Pistons right and now. And that's why it's yeah. – it, and that's why I look at Blake Griffin point. as, like – very important to get rid of because if he's on your team, that's seven wins, and that's a lot in the NBA. That's a big difference in the the lottery and all of that stuff. You're not looking to win in 2021, like period, end of story. That's not happening. Even if Blake Griffin is healthy all the way through and you get the perfect draft pick, like you're not winning. You're not going to be successful, um, at least to the point that we want. That's why it's like either be aggressive and and get the right guy. For, for this draft, for the future. Like, don't worry about 2021. Don't yep. pick the player that's going to make you five wins better in 2021. Pick the player that's going to make you 15 wins better in 2023. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know who that is. I think you kind of laid it out pretty well, Ryan, and for the people that are, are dumb at the basketball like me. Um, but, like, I look at this. <laughs> dumb, this at the basketball. Uh, dumb at the basketball. <laughs> I just think that this organization's at a point that they need to well admit said. who they are 
and get rid of the Blake Griffin contract before he wins you 12% out of the, yeah, the lottery. Just remember, I mean, we just we got rid of Andre Drummond. Yeah. We got rid of Reggie Jackson. The team knows this. I the think team they has know been it. going yes. that way. They, if yeah. they will do anything they can to sell Blake Griffin at this point. All right. Is that enough Pistons talk for you guys? Let's do it. What are we getting right. into next? I just need to open a beer. Oh. Well, this is another sound effect. This is our transition now. It what did, we a, have? It did what? a pause, and I was really hoping you hit the wrong button. Uh-oh. Oh, that's Once an episode. <laughs> it's so loud. Sorry. We're going to make... Oh, I thought... Probably my So we got our... Uh, can you hear my voice or no? No, you disappeared. My is my voice gone? You just messed something up. Oh, I'm turning the... <laughs> oh, there we go. Did you fried my eardrums? You just... <laughs> messed everything up yeah no i what i did was i turned the main sound down not just the music but the music down is down um we never we never figured out who was going first i think kyle should go first let's just go in order kyle ryan sam okay and then back that way sure Does that work for you guys yeah works all right what we're going to do is we're going to do the our draft game for the most overrated sitcom characters but before we do that i actually i should probably cut the music here because i want kyle well, i'll just keep the music going i'm just figuring things out in my head well, what are we doing? All right, so we, last week we did our most underrated draft, and you thought that you, we left some big names out. You have a, you said you had I some did. honorable mention that, that you wanted to bring up. The first, uh, the first thing I wanted to do was commend Ryan on his Job. You meant Luth. Sam, but uh, Job Luth. Oh, right. <laughs> underrated or, or Gob. <laughs> Gob. 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 Gobias Industries, <laughs> one of the most underrated characters oh, yeah. in any TV show. Yeah, um, never seen it. Right, you picked that one, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so from Parks and Rec, I had Jean Ralphio Saperstein. As <laughs> underrated, that's so underrated. That yeah. guy is so funny. Somebody, Honestly, my first time watching through, I didn't like him. The second time through, I was a big fan. Re- okay. And I, never mind. I'm not gonna get into. Did, any did somebody take did like Ron? Season, sorry. Oh. Did somebody take Ron Swanson? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jarrett did. Okay, I that's a great poll. Uh, I love Robert California. Yes, oh, very That's good. That's a really good one um, from the office. People hated him. No, I, I didn't. I thought he was. I thought he was he great. He was the best. Character. And he's such a good actor. He was so good. Um, Does Perry? he act in anything else? I've never seen. Him yeah, the same else. way. Spader. Yeah. yeah, all the same. Always. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Perry Cox from Scrubs. Oh yeah. Which one is that? He was the older. What, the main. The, the main older. The main doctor. Doctor. Yeah. yeah. I think I can picture his face. Okay, and then I had. Um, <laughs> did you ever watch Reno Nine One One? No. Okay, I did. I did here and there. I did. Okay, there's a there's a character named Terry who's very like ancillary, like he's not really a main character, but he's it's Nick Swordson on roller skates. Oh basically. yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the like he's in he's in every season, but it's very he's very good. So, uh, but the main one definitely Gobe uh, and Robert California. All right. It is time to make our draft picks for the most overrated sitcom <laughs> characters. Kyle, you are on the clock. Sitcom. Now, you guys made rules that it has to be like a 30-minute-ish. So, I, think, yeah. I think that was like the main rule. It didn't have to be typical sitcom with laugh track and everything else, but right. 30 minutes. And what defines a sitcom? 30 minutes, in my <laughs> opinion, <laughs> and on TV. Okay. All right, I got my first pick would was going to be I think you're I think the commissioner over there is not going to allow it but because it's so heavily scripted I wanted both property brothers <laughs> that's, that's, 
<laughs> it's completely scripted. It's, it's very, very scripted. Yeah, it's very scripted. Uh, okay, okay. I don't know how we're gonna pull this off. <laughs> so let in do the pick is in chime for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, my pick is in, and this is a <laughs> no, property wait, wait. brothers. <laughs> I do take that. the property brothers. No, uh, this is a doozy. I want Chandler from Friends. Whoa, whoa! He was on my underrated. Was he really? Yeah. Uh, brutal. Was he real? How? I. <laughs> I got it written down as my number one, <laughs> number one as well. Yes. <laughs> if I had the first overall draft pick, that's where I would have gone. I love his dry humor. I love it, and I love his sarcasm throughout the show. I, know, I love sarcasm. It's, uh, it's not good. Like he has a terrible chemistry with everybody else yes, on the show. Every, he has a terrible chemistry. That is with not everything. a him problem, though. No, it is. He was on yes, drugs it is. the whole He's show. He's a bad <laughs> actor. He's overrated. I'm not what, saying he's was he the one who always said literally? No. No, that was. Um, that was uh, a different show. He had, yeah, literally, very <laughs> good. Yeah. That. that was good. Uh, that was. Uh, but he had a thing. He said, that is. Could it the, be anymore? Could it, so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could he be a better character? Yeah. Something like yes, that. Yes, he could. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Number one, Chandler. All right, all right. Ryan, you are on the clock. All right, so with my first overall pick, I don't even know a character's name, not yet. <laughs> oh. So you're going to have to help me out with okay. characters' names. But the pick is in. You know where I'm going with I know this. exactly where you're going I think I do, it's too. F- it's from the show, How I Met Your Mother. I think I know. And you're going to have to help me out with character names because I have no clue. Is, Is it, it Barney? No, it's the, the main. It's the, the main. main. Ted. Ted Mosby? Ted, Ted Mosby. Ted. He's my number two. <laughs> it's literally. <laughs> I yeah. love Ted Mosby. Why do you, you like such but a... But I'm also a, help, a hopeless romantic like like he is. So Brutal. I, I, Brutal. I don't like your guys' picks right now. <laughs> Maybe we should just scrap this idea. This is idea. your segment, man. Let's scrap this. Um, all right, so Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Oh, that boy. whole show is garbage. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, so <laughs> I am on the clock. My pick's in. I cut that a little short there. I'm going to go with Sheldon from The Big Bang mm. Theory. Are you serious? Yes. So, all right, I like that show at times. But I think he's very overrated because he does not deserve his own spinoff like they, like they got with young Sheldon. So I know he's overrated. He's not that good of a character. He's kind of annoying. But he's also kind of funny at the same time. Um, but that, that's where I'm going to go with my first pick. I, I hated that show so much for so long. Like I stopped caring about it completely, but I actually disliked it for a long time. I, I do dislike that show. Yeah, most of yes. the time, I'm I'm the kind of person that just will just be indifferent about anything that I really don't like. But that show just rubbed me the wrong way. It, I don't know. it irks you. Yeah, yeah. It's the people that watch it. This might eh, this might be a little too personal. Never mind. <laughs> no, I want you to finish what you. <laughs> well, they, 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 I I heard the line so many times. It's like, well, I mean, I took physics, so I understand a lot of the yeah. jokes. I people think got the jokes yeah. go over most people's heads. Like you are. That's I don't know. Kind of stupid. Yeah. yeah. Pe- I remember hearing that same thing. Like, well, I understand. I only think it's funny because I understand it. Oh, you're so smart. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. My pick's in for the second. My my second pick. Oh, that's right. It's Snake. Yeah. I was ready. I'm going to go with Coach from New Girl. I never saw New Girl. So, and look, I, I like the show, and he's really not that bad of a character, but he does not fit with the rest of the show. In my opinion, I, every time he was on, he drove me nuts. Um, I just didn't like him as a character. So, 
it, 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 they're probably a lot more overrated characters, but I just didn't like the way he fit in that great show. So that's why I think he's is overrated. Is that a good show? It is a very yeah, good show. I've never show. seen that one. I, I'll give you that, though. Coach has some of the worst moments on the show where it's just yeah. awkward. Awkward. Very and it, awkward. And it's because of him. But there's also moments where he he just has me going, and it's hilarious. There's a couple times, but yeah. I think for the most part, he's he's disappointing. He either he's has a, a ton of value character. or he just like ruins moments. Yeah. So, Moment Coach New Girl, that is my second pick. Ryan, you're on the clock. All right, with my second pick. Oh, it's the pick is in. I mean, I know this is on your guys' list, so I'm going to go with it early because I don't have many options written down. I'm going to go with Turtle from Entourage. That's yeah, a good pick, though. It is good. Even what, and, what and a great show. Two, that's a good. Sh- that's a good pick. Yeah, it well, is a great show. It's a great yeah. show. And then you just have Turtle, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't. Make what any did sense. you? And then they tried to make them all like sophisticated oh, at the that, end, like that running ruined. his own business and everything. Unless that's the part of the true story of Mark Wahlberg and his and his buddies. Yeah, I don't know that it is. It, I, I don't think it, it is either. I think it just ended up there. Yeah, right. But they tried to like redeem him, and it was a whole. It, yeah, yeah, I did not yeah. like that part of it either. Like it drove me nuts, and that he needed a. a his own agent and stuff, and, and then he like, is, yeah, yeah. it was like famous girlfriend and everything else. Yeah, it's like no, come on, it seemed like a reach. I, I I like that. I like that pick. All right, I did too, Kyle, and that was on my list. Yeah, Kyle, yeah, it, it was on mine as well. Um, Kyle, you're on the clock. I can't pull the property brothers. No, <laughs> I knew you'd hate it because it's, it's not twenty-four a, to thirty minutes. It's not. It's not a sitcom, and it's two people. Um, all right, my pick is in. And how do you consider them overrated? Because they're That's a brutal. whole other issue. Oh, those two, they're All right, you said your picks in. Yeah, there's way better in the business. Uh, <laughs> my pick is in, and it is Steve Urkel. Whoa, that hurts a lot of feelings. Yeah. Not to I me, I completely agree. He was just a doofus. Like, I get the character, but like, did I do that? How did like, that become an actual character? Yes. It's, it's, it's a exactly ridiculous right. Like, And the show was really good. The show didn't need, even really need a Steve Urkel. He was kind of the main character in the show, wasn't he? No, he wasn't even in that. Who was the main character of the show? The dad. Wow. Family. The family matters. It's not even his family. It's true. Yeah. It wasn't neighbors matter. Because he was a neighbor, right? That's my point. Yeah, we yeah. always called it Steve Urkel. I, we we really called it the Urkel. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. But like, he's got the high pants and the... I don't know. All right. You're, you're still on the clock there, Kyle. Okay. Uh, my pick is in. And I want Grace Adler. No idea who that is. You're going to have to explain. Deborah Messing from... Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Oh, is she the redhead? Yeah, the the main woman. She was a redhead, right? Yes. Yeah. I I think that was a terrible show. I just think... Yeah. I think she was... Yeah, I think that's a good pick because she was a main character and just a terrible show to begin with. Right, yeah. I don't yeah. think it was funny. I don't think it, there was, it lasted way too long. It always thought like, I always felt like laugh track. It was like, say, a, I think Ryan said this sort of like, punchline, laugh track, oh. punchline, laugh track. Yes. Like, it's yeah. annoying. It's the so, CBS way, though. Yes, it totally it, is. You get that with, I, I could name countless CBS okay, shows the w- same way. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring up a show that, that kind of has that same mold, but I think is the opposite and actually really good. Last Man Standing. Is a very good show, and it has that similar feel with punchline, laugh track. But that's is because that fair? That's because their punchlines aren't just like the obvious joke right in front of you. Their punchlines are like more societal and I don't know <laughs> issues that are going on right now. 
that you what is, may or may not agree right. with. What did Jared say? Underrated was the friend Waldo? Oh, in um in Family Matters. Waldo. <laughs> oh, Waldo. <laughs> that is underrated. He's right. Yeah, is that, was, that Urkel that too? Is that no. From Urkel, yeah. Yeah, it's from the same show, but yeah. that that he was okay. He drove me nuts a little bit, but he was good. He was funny. Nice pull, Jarrett. That was a good pull. All right, Ryan, you're on the clock. So I'm trying to figure out what CBS show I'm going to throw under the bus now. <laughs> it's, it's either Two Broke Girls. I never watched it. Rough, me either, so I'm not going to go there. Show. Yeah, it's a bad show. That's it why. Was. Yeah. Or I'm going to go Two and a Half Men. What? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Two Something. <laughs> pick is right. in. The pick is in. I'll figure it out on the way. Two and a half men and Charlie Sheen. It's too easy, too obvious. Every single joke is the same. The, here, here's why I get here's why I say that's a good pick. Because for some reason that show did so well and was on for so long. And I remember watching it being like yeah, I don't why? get it. Yeah. Why? I think Charlie Sheen was a very good character. I thought he was hilarious. Well, you'd be wrong. I thought Alan was the annoying one. Well, he Alan's, Alan's character is supposed to be annoying. Yeah, group them together as a whole, and I'm okay with the overrated pick. I don't know. I don't like right. that. I like. <laughs> I liked Charlie Sheen's character in that show. I don't know, but I'm just a hopeless romantic too. So <laughs> stop saying that. <laughs> he was the opposite of that. Yeah. So that's why I said it. Right. He was just nailing broads like he's the total. <laughs> that's what it was. Just too obvious. The whole show was so predictable. Every every episode was the same thing. Yes, and he was right. so predictable. Yeah. All right, I got I got my I got my picks in. All right, I have two from Parks and Rec that I want to go between here, mm. but I'm not going to pick both of them. That's a good show. Careful. All right, I'm going to go with Mona Lisa from Sappers. Parks and Rec. Saperstein. Um, look, she just drove me bananas. I hated her as a character. I don't even think she's overrated because I doubt anybody even liked her. But I hated her so much. She, if she's rated even a point one, that's overrated because she—that was the worst character in 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 that whole show, and possibly of all time. I, she drove me nuts. She was a terrible character. You understand that the character is supposed to. Yes, drive I, you crazy. I I know that. I do know that. Okay. Um, but she's, she she's was hilarious. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> she plays the role perfectly. <laughs> so mad. Hey, you I'm, wish Micah was here today. I know, but yeah. uh, no. Give me where is Micah? The worst show for you to be on. No, but she she was terrible. She drove me nuts. She ruined she goes, her twin brother. Please, that drove me nuts. <laughs> it wasn't funny. She wasn't funny either. She was disgusting. She grossed me out. <laughs> That's the point of the character. Well, they shouldn't have done it. Well, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> All right, so my last picks in, and I should just get this over with. Sam and I get along a lot better when I don't do this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, when when the mics are not, he's actually a nice, mean, <laughs> nice to me. All right, I'm gonna go a little off the board here. My picks in. I'm gonna go with the skipper from Gilligan's Island. Mm, throwback. Yeah. Throwback. So yeah, really, I watched that show as a kid growing up, and. He just was mean. He was just a mean person to Gilligan, especially. I felt terrible for Gilligan. 
Um, maybe I just related a little too much with Gilligan. You're kind, um, of, a, you're kind of a Gilligan type. I'm kind of a, just a sensitive romantic or something like that. Keep, <laughs> why is he, has he been saying this term every podcast a hundred times? I don't remember, but I'll have to go back. <laughs> I didn't like him. He drove me nuts. Um, he was mean to everybody. And he was the reason why they stayed on the island so long. Isn't that kind of the funny part? Probably. But... It's just sensitive. Just it stop with the hopeless <laughs> romantic. <laughs> sensitive. And take the property. He brothers. bothered me. <laughs> he bothered me. Okay, so that's who I'm rolling with. <sighs> Ryan, you're on the clock. I'm up. All right, pick us in. Ross from Friends. Mother of Pearl. I w- I had a whole thing planned. How I was going to start with friends and end with friends, and it was going to be Ross. I think that's a great pick because who in the world would not just date Jennifer Aniston, period, end of story? Like, why not go hard? Like, <laughs> I don't care if you're on a break. Right. But I mean, you like, don't. Go, go after her. Like, it, yeah. yeah. And yeah. of all characters, like, he, we're supposed to believe he's the one. <laughs> like, right. he's the one with it's her. It's got to be Joey. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> What, no? <laughs> no? I don't know. I it's wasn't going to be Chandler, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be Chandler. He's <laughs> undisputed number one, so. Ross drove me nuts, but I also really like that relationship and like, love that story. Well, but you, you are a hopeless romantic. <laughs> Why do you say <laughs> the that? Ridiculous, <laughs> the ridiculousness of him and his reactions to things do make me laugh here and there, yes, but, but yeah. overrated overall. Yeah, I, I would overrated. agree with that. It, it's yeah. fair to say. And just an idiot for... Total. Yeah. Total. Just yeah. throw away a good thing. One pathetic loser. Speaking of losers, Kyle, you are on the <laughs> clock. <laughs> All right, my pick is in. And I said that only I'm gonna talk actually for a minute, just to annoy Sam about it. Uh, I was that was my pick. I love the way this is going. Uh because I wanted to end start with friends, end with friends, and I still am going to end with Whoa. friends. Because I don't like that show. And my pick is Phoebe. I didn't. I don't get the allure of Phoebe. I she's didn't, not funny. She's no. annoying. It's not funny. It, it, she wrote. She played the guitar. But everybody was like, the funny part was how bad she was at the guitar. I guess and singing. <laughs> right. Like I don't. But, then, but yeah. then they made it a thing and they kept going on and on. It's like why? Why did you? I don't want to listen to this. Sounds terrible. I. The, the weird thing about Friends as as a whole is I, I like the show. I'll sit and watch it. I think it's funny. But I don't really like any of the characters other sure. than Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. She had a name in the show, too, I think. I don't remember what it was. Well, yeah. You're a hopeless um, romantic. So. <laughs> but, like, the, the, I think as a group, it worked for the show's purposes, and I thought it was funny. Um, but individually, I don't like the characters. I feel like there are so many better... Like, The Office, like, you like all of the characters. Not all of them, but the majority of the characters for who they are. Parks and Rec, I think, as one of the best character groups of all time a in a TV character. show. Yep. Um, but like friends, like you don't really love the characters a whole lot, but you love the the whole show as as a yeah. As and a, I think it shows piece, too you know that I mean? none of them went on their own and did anything except for Jan for Aniston, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Most most of them, the rest of them, just kind of flopped the rest yeah, of the way well, through. Yeah. Uh, what was the other girl's name? Courtney Cox. Yeah, she she got a lot of plastic surgery. She did. Yeah, she made She's enough got money that going to do for that. Her. <laughs> she made. Yeah, yeah she, she looks completely different. She yeah, looks crazy. She really screwed herself over yeah, on that. It's too bad. We'll have to tag her in this podcast. Yeah, get see if she comes on. That's how you get famous. <laughs> yeah. Well, people. that is our draft. So I will. We'll start with my my team. I had Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, 
Coach from New Girl, Mona Lisa from Parks and Rec, The Skipper from Gilligan's Island, Ryan had Ted Mosby, terrible pick, Turtle from Entourage, Charlie Sheen, uh, and Two and a Half Men. What was his name in that show? Oh, I don't know. Winning. <laughs> it's too overrated to, to know. I don't watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, who? Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Uh, Carlos Spicy Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He also <laughs> had uh, Ross. I take it back now. <laughs> Ross and Friends. Uh, that name, he's yeah, Kyle had Chandler from Friends, Steve Urkel, Grace Adler from Will and Grace, and Phoebe from Friends. I know a lot of people that will be mad about how many Friends were mentioned Get at- in this. Leave a comment. Uh, comment. Yeah. yeah, let us. Get at us about that. We'd yeah. love to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Share Sam, some friends. Sam Help us grow our audience. respond to all of your comments. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to I respond promise. to people. <laughs> you know I don't know how to do that. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us for the most overrated draft. Uh, we had a good time doing it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That's a cold brew, right? <laughs> <laughs> right or no? Yeah, hold on. Oh. I did the wrong music. <laughs> you confused me. All right, there you go. Oh, it's my fault. Yeah. Are we good now? Yeah, we're good. All right. That's the music. That's the music that I know. Yeah, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. You had no idea, right? <laughs> All right, guys. It's time to make our DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe Picks of the Week. Before we do that, I want to remind everyone to stop into DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. The family-friendly atmosphere is perfect for whatever you have going on, and if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount when you carry out a crowler on your first pint when you dine in. I always get that. For whatever reason, I read that part badly every single time. Well, it's okay. I, I should probably rewrite it here soon. You should because, rewrite it. Um, the way that lockdowns are going to happen here. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, you can't dine in. As of right now, now. as, as of, of right now, right now, <laughs> but you can carry out a, a crawler, right? So they're going to be still be doing that. Mention yes. state of my sports, you'll and still take be able out to food. Do that. You can also too. do take out food. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. doing that. Yeah. All right, cool. Gonna, yeah. Whatever your beer of choice is, we know that Tahops has something that you would like just as much, if not more. Uh, keep an eye out for some of their great beers at your favorite local beer store as well. Carry out a six pack of their double dry hopped New England IPA Seven Secrets. Uh, Stand Delicious is their incredible juicy IPA that is packed with mosaic hops and creates uh, notes of pineapple and citrus. And then uh, also their World Beer Championship Silver Medal Award winning Shadow Box Dark Lager in six packs as well. Uh, DeHops Brewing Company Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. So please check them out. Let them know that we sent you and continue to support all your local favorite breweries. Yes, sir. Thank you for doing that awesome read, Ryan. Uh, let's get into some results from last week. Micah went three and two for a twenty-four and twenty-six overall record. Kyle, you went two and three for a twenty-nine and twenty-one overall. What Ryan, happened? you caught up. You are you <laughs> went three and two last week as well. Jared, but you made those jumped picks. to twenty-nine and twenty-one, so you are tied with Kyle, and I am two games back. I went three and two with twenty-seven and twenty-three overall record. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games to pick this week. Seven. It's tied at the top. We'll start with Micah's pick since they, since he is off air and he sent them in via text message. It's right here. Right First, there. Right. we will start with some college games. Indiana is at Ohio State, who is a 20-point favorite. Micah took Indiana. Kyle. Who do you have in this game? I want Indiana. It's too many points. 
Yeah, me too. Indiana's rolling right now. I'm going to take Indiana. They're playing well. Yeah. Offense and defense. Yeah. If I can take Ohio State and gain a point, I'm going to do it. So I'm taking Ohio State. Do you always get to pick last? Is that, is no. that the way we do this still? Well, no. Micah would have went last if he was here. When do I get to go last? When you're at the bottom. Oh, In the okay. standing. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. We, I'm winning. <laughs> All right, so we'll jump to... <laughs> Tied for winning. Tied, Tied. for winning. So we're going to jump to one of our in-state teams. Michigan State is at Maryland. Maryland is a six-and-a-half point favorite. Micah took Maryland. Kyle, what about you? I think they're going to sit Lombardi. And I want a big comeback win with Michigan State. Win. Win. Wait, oh. does, that, does that affect my points, though? That's bold. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're good. Wait, no. I, I mean, Just I, say plus I, six and a half. No, I'm taking Michigan State. Plus six and a half. I think they're going to win. Wow. I'm going to make sure I note that. Good uh, for you. Wait, but if we stay within the <laughs> six and a half, I still get a point here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. There's a, there's a tongue of Iloa last name in there, right? I have no idea. Playing for Maryland. This is it he, really? Is it? Oh, yeah, that's Tua's brother? Yeah. He's at Tua's Maryland brother now? is the quarterback from Maryland. He's ripping it up. I'm going Maryland all day. I think he's got a broken femur. I I so. <laughs> text somebody that um, Maryland. Maryland <laughs> six and a half is Ooh, the easiest is money the I have ever money. seen. Get out of here. This is, I'm telling you, dude, they're going to score at ease. Michigan State can't score. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. I'm taking Maryland by a lot of points, but I'll just take the six and a half. So we'll stick in state. We got Michigan at Rutgers. Rutgers is plus 10. Micah, surprisingly, is taking Michigan. Kyle, you're going to take Rutgers just to just because I just hurt you by taking Michigan <laughs> by taking Maryland. The way I want I Michigan. I want Michigan. A bo- I want a bounce back game there, Michigan, too. Michigan, win big, huh? Win by more than 10. Ryan? Yeah, Michigan. I'm taking Michigan as well. Makes sense. All right. Sorry, I was writing. Well, I was Packers, Colts. Yeah, we got Green Bay at the Colts. Colts are a two and a half point favorite at home. Micah took Green Bay. Kyle. Green Bay. Okay. Ryan. Colts are tough to figure out. They just beat. They are. They just they? beat the Titans, yeah, too. I know. Yeah. I'm going the Colts on this one. Green Bay is not looking as good as they should right now. I love the way the Colts play football. I don't. I'm yeah. not a big Phillip Rivers guy, but They've it's working. Really good. It's working. I, I like what they're doing. I'm taking the Colts as well, and possibly because I hate Green Bay so much, but I forgot to switch the music for the last <laughs> pick. Should we start over, or should we just let it, oh, good let it go? No? Wait, sorry, All right. So we'll stick in the NFL. We got Titans. three more. Yeah. <laughs> we got Titans at the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Ravens are minus six against the Titans. Micah took the Ravens. Kyle, what about you? I want the Titans. Ryan. Ravens. I'm taking the Titans. We got some picks going. I mean, we got some different. There's some ones back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going yeah. Other way. yeah. Movement. All right. So we got Cardinals at the Seahawks. Seahawks are a three-point favorite at home. Micah is taking the Cardinals plus three. Kyle, where are you feeling this one? I want the Seahawks. Ryan, I think the Cardinals. I think they've got a really good offense, and this Seahawks team is in a bad spot right now. I feel like I got a bunch of bounce backs here. Yeah, that's, I, I'm counting on too many bounce that's backs. That's where I'm at here with with the with the Seahawks. They need to bounce back badly otherwise this season could fall out from under them. I'm just, I think they're going to bounce back. I'm just realizing I hope they don't. I picked too many bounce backs. <laughs> <laughs> and some of these are I'll just take the underdog. And some of these are just bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the Seahawks defense. I don't. No. It's very bad. 
Got a lot of big names. They just aren't very good. Yeah. I, but I'm going to take the Seahawks. I am. I don't know. It's. I mean, they're home. Yeah. No Not crowd. That it matters, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just. I hope they lose, so I'm going to be happy either way here. Um, all right, so we got Lions at the Panthers. This is our last game of the week for our picks. Micah is. Panthers are a three point favorite. Lion, Micah is taking the Lions. Is he uh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Kyle, what about you? I want the Panthers because I'll never bet on the Lions <laughs> the rest of the season. <laughs> and it will serve me well. All right. Mark Ryan, it. We'll see about Mark that. it down. Ryan. Uh, maybe uh, not just this game, but I'm saying over the course of the season, it will serve me well. Well, it always does, yeah. I mean, yeah. except with Jim Caldwell. Oh, yeah. 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 We didn't All play right. this game then. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm taking the Lions. The wrong team is favored here. Period. End of story. The Lions are the better team. By the time this game starts, it'll probably be a pick 'em game. Um, it almost. I mean, yeah. Well, three points is quite a bit. I think it really should be just based on the way that both of these teams play at this point. I agree. Especially if McCaffrey's out. McCaffrey is out. I, I'm convinced of that. Um, yeah, but the report isn't. So. No, the report is that he is is out, but they're not admitting to it basically. Oh, like well. so, the official injury report. Doesn't have his say right, he's that's out, what I, but that's what I mean, yeah. all of the rumors are he is out. But those are our picks of the week. It is time to get into our Michigan, our Michigan beers for episode eighty-one. But before our grades, I should say. But before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Sicilian's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan. You guys know where they're located. Are we it's all trying that one? Lake Michigan Drive. Yeah, yeah. You guys got to pour some for yourselves. Um, there. You guys know where they're located. Lake Michigan Drive, very easy to get to no matter where you For live sure. in West Michigan. They have rows of beer. They have brew-making supplies or beer-making supplies. They have wine-making supplies. They have basically everything you need if if alcohol is your um, poison, I guess. Is that the right way to say it? Correct? Sure. What, what's the right word? I don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> it's I mean, going we well. Got, we got, this is not going well. <laughs> no? We got Thanksgiving coming up. I mean, that's a yeah. time to... To stock up on the booze, you can't go to the bar anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's Michigan. true. I had a buddy Sicilian actually text me right now. Yes, yeah. yeah. So head to Sicilian. I had a friend text me. He goes, "Hey, my my friend or my brother-in-law or his girlfriend's brother." <laughs> Just get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> I want to clarify like, this. He loves he, he loves just listed five relationships yeah. with people you can have. <laughs> <laughs> he loves IPAs. Name some, and I was like, dude. I have I gave him some names and I was like, hey, but check out Sicilianos. They'll they'll definitely point you in the right direction. If you love IPAs, you tell them I love IPAs and they will point you in the right direction. They'll they'll find beers that you've never heard of, um, whether it's from Michigan or from across our great nation. They have everything you need and they have a great staff that'll help you find what you're looking for they as do. well. Knowledgeable. Um, yeah. we love that they're part of the state of my sports family, so check them out and let them know that we sent you. Um, that was brutal. But Let's get into our beer grades. But uh, they're not. They're not brutal. They are not brutal. No. Yeah. It is my fault that it, that was brutal. They're not as brutal I feel like as they us. They should do well right now. Like with everything shutting I, down, I think it's a good the point. Holiday. I hope they're doing well. I yeah. do. It's that small business stuff that it, yeah. Biggest yeah. bar night of the year, and nobody's going to be. At nobody's the bar. going out. Yeah. yeah. Go yep. to Sicilian's Market. Create your own bar night. I will drink in the parking lot. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I, that's not even legal. Don't do that. I don't. Well, think I mean, what are they? <laughs> what I mean, is legal? You're walking. Right? Right? Yeah, well, no, point. I guess you that's walk not. Home. No, open carry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know yeah. the law. They should open that up. If you can't go sit at a bar, you should be able to walk down the street and drink yeah. a beer. No, Sam will be in Siciliano's <laughs> parking lot drunk. 
on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> fighting the fighting the man. Yeah. <laughs> fighting the system. Oh gosh. All righty. You righty. can't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Give us a little beer. To remind everybody what you're drinking and, and great. Are we for doing us. the the one we start, all start with the one that you started with? Yeah. Okay. Transient. Transient. This is a very good beer. When will those clouds all disappear? <laughs> is the name of the 2021. Uh, is that yeah, a question. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like a question, right? Tangerine, lactose, and vanilla. It, this is a very good beer. Very, Sam, you tried it as well, a little bit too, didn't you? Yeah, it was a good sip. The color of that was awesome. Color was really good. Yeah. Um, I feel like towards the end of my tenure, at the end of um, when I was doing the podcast before my grades were getting a little too artificially high, this is a really good beer. I would buy this right away. Seven point nine. Nice, nice, nice. Ryan, what about you? From Brewery Vivant, uh, Crane Apple Blueberry. I don't even really know. I mean, is this called what? What is this called? I don't know. You got the can. It's not you. unapologetic fruit. It it'd be more cran apple blueberry, right? I think it's just cran apple blueberry. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And this this is a, a mixture of a cranberry apple blueberry sour with an, an a farmhouse ale as well. They do some goofy stuff. Yeah, it, this is good though. I'm gonna I, I've gotten into the sours. I thought that was good lately. I haven't had gotten a sip yet. This is really good. You don't get one. Um, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> based on I, I the sour grades, I'm gonna give this a good one. I'm gonna go eight three. I thought too, the little bit ahead of that. With the farmhouse, it's yeah, very good, good it's mix. Very good. Yeah. All right, I am drinking from Petoskey Brewing. Where's that? Super Trooper. It's in Petoskey, Michigan. Nice. Um, which is north. Did you get a map to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing about this, the, the biggest thing yeah, about this let's beer, get into this, yeah, is uh, they have committed to donate ten percent. And I already said this, but I got to bring it up again. Of all proceeds from the sale of Super Trooper to MI Cops. It's an organization dedicated to supporting surviving families and coworkers of Michigan law enforcement um, from officers killed in the line of duty. And you can learn more at micops.org. Um, unbelievable cause. I love the, the fact that they're standing behind cops when it yeah. seems like the unpopular thing to do in this world, which is complete BS. Uh, but good for them. It's a brown ale, uh, coffee, donut. Very cool that they did this. It is also a very good beer. Um, I'm not a big brown fan of uh, <laughs> brown beer fan. Brown, Jeez. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> brown ale fans uh, fan. But this was a good beer. I thought the the mix between the donut and the coffee was, was really good, really well done. I'm gonna go with uh, 8.1. What what do you stop, guys? That was so funny. Like I need you to come back, buddy. This is not going well for me. As soon as me and Ryan are back together, it. Things just don't go as it's well just for Sam. <laughs> not a good day for <laughs> Sam. Wait, what was the score? 8.1. Not that you care. No. Um, <laughs> this this should be the beer of, of Thanksgiving, really, right? I like Give, it, giving back I that think way, so. too. Yeah, it's I think awesome. that's a very cool thing to do. Um, yeah. Uh, Kyle, can you introduce? You got the, the can yeah. in front of you there of, of what else we're drinking. So this is Brew Detroit. Now, we did a whole thing with them before, right? We've done a few beers with them, yeah. Yeah. Um, cold Brew Detroit. It's a coffee stout. Um, lot of coffee flavor. Uh, notes of chocolate, caramel, and toffee. Complimentary, or sorry, compliment. Local. If I said that, you roasted. guys would kick my a. I mean, I messed up one word. You guys just let them go. I messed up one word, not forty. Uh, <laughs> roasted, cold steeped coffee. Boom, roasted. A lot of coffee in there. 
Um, uh, man, I'm just done. Yeah. I don't like brown ales. Boom, roasted. I, oh, careful. <laughs> I think this is kind of good, though. It is good. It's got um, a nice little taste to it. A lot of coffee in there. There's uh, a lot of coffee, seven, but the caramel helps, I think. 7 0 for me. Ryan. You went 7 0? Yeah. Oh, I think it's better than that. I'm going to go yeah. 7 6. Good flavors, though. I like. I really like the the, the coffee's strong. Yeah, it and, is. And I do like yeah. that about it. Yep. I do like the how strong the coffee is. Um, it's like one of those one and dones. Great nightcap. I'm gonna go with a seven eight. I like it. I like it a lot. Good for you, Sam. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back with us. <laughs> it's been so fun. <laughs> so much fun with you here. I'm getting. Um, I'm getting fired after tonight. <laughs> And you you weren't the one that said you don't like brown. So, I mean, <laughs> right. somebody else He's said that. fired. Yeah. Ryan's now CEO. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. great sponsors, the House Brewing Company and Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our out, Six Feet Down. <laughs>